Hello. Uh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's your diaper. <laughs> There's my diaper. Yeah, so welcome back to Technical Difficulties, the podcast. Um, how's everyone doing? I'm doing wonderful. How about you two? Oh, doing fine. <laughs> Hi, Holly. Gonna... Didn't change anything. No, oh, it's really? all still exactly the same. <laughs> yep. Let's That's see. so weird. That's yeah. Mute. This is all. It's all beyond me. Yes. What? Yeah, yes. that that's a brush. And my daughter will be joining us until her mom gets home. Perfect. We have a guest star. We've always mm-hmm. wanted one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife went off to secretly put lights on her parents' house with her mom <laughs> as a surprise for her dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get my hair brushed. Oh, oh, good. oh lovely. Because you still have hair to brush. <laughs> <laughs> No siree, Bob. Yeah, go ahead and brush all the gifts under the tree. <laughs> there we go. There's more there, at least. Yeah. 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 You brush it. How's uh... aggressive brushing? <laughs> it really is. It's more like hitting. How's uh, how's your week's been? Yeah, it's a brush. It's been all right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Not not a whole lot. You know, as normal with mine. <laughs> yeah. You didn't go on any special hikes or anything? No, no I haven't done a whole lot of that lately. Is when, it too, once the cold? Ah, too cold. Yeah, I don't like I don't I don't like the cold too much. Oh, see, I love a good snow hike. I haven't done oh, that in a long yeah. time. My hands and feet get cold enough in my apartment with socks <laughs> and gloves on. <laughs> yeah, yucky. So I'm officially on the board of directors at Stockton Civic. Well, okay. Oh. I'm not really officially. No one has emailed me or called me or anything saying that they've accepted me, but I I got called into the office to sign the thank you letters. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So at some point, something became official. Right. You want to use that? For them, at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Hi, Holly. Um, she she thinks the microphone is an, a musical instrument, and she calls all musical instruments doo-doos. So t- sometimes she likes to go up to the mic and say, doo-doo. 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 <laughs> doo-doo. She <laughs> Yep, now we're brushing the table. So that's cool. When do you when do you report to your first meeting? I don't know. <laughs> Literally, no idea. No one's told me anything. Are they... They're not every week. They're once a month? Once a month, I think. I'm not okay. 100%. So I think you won't ha- see one until next year. Mm. We have another doo coming up. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> doo Yeah, Mama's home. <laughs> but she's scared about it, so she's going to sit on my lap until Mom comes through the door. <laughs> no, for certain. Right. Yeah, got to make sure it's actually mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mama. You can't just let anybody in the door. <laughs> oh, and the dog's excited. Man, this is this is this whole episode is a real peek behind the curtain. Yes, it's mama. Oh yeah, Zach. Yeah, I turned up the gain on this mic. Hmm. I turned up the gain on the mic for last week. Uh, uh, uh. 
I think that's part of why it was so loud. Oh, but did you always have it so that you could hear your own voice? Or No, that part is a oh. uh, crazy mystery. Oh, okay. I don't, I've just been given a bunch of Harry Potter candy. Hey. Oh, good. Hey. Can't, can't beat that. So they've redone Birdie Bots, and now there's something called Chocolate Creature. Okay. Mystery Chocolate <laughs> Creature collectible sticker inside. And... A chocolate wand. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Woo. Cool. I didn't even know that they were still making Harry Potter candy. I figured on the Birdie Bots, because Jelly Belly really went nuts on that and made it a whole thing. Yeah, it's like its own brand now. Right. Uh, just so you guys know, there's a, there's a Baba in there that's perfectly good. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Does she understand the concept of birthday? Does she know if she has one coming up? No. She, <laughs> she doesn't understand even Christmas or anything. It's just all a part of this crazy world because I doubt she has memories from even a year ago. So I think yeah. as far as she's concerned, this is her first Christmas. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. And then I get to start all over when she turns five, because apparently, basically, every kid loses all of their memories the moment they hit five. Really? Interesting. So you're talking to a five-year-old, and you're like, remember that time? And they're like, no. What? No, Weird homo. Stop. <laughs> Why are you always bringing this stuff up? Man, I have to like get way off this mic. <laughs> I how do how does my sound sound to you guys? Because I am continuously frustrated at this damn speakerphone. It sounds normal. Yeah, okay. you don't sound bad at all. You sound pretty pretty much like you usually do. Sweet, sweet. Well, I guess there's that at least. <laughs> <laughs> sound as beautiful as always, James. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry. You sure know how to talk to a girl, Zach. <laughs> Make a girl feel pretty. You just have to worry about um, everyone in your house hearing me and CJ for a couple hours. Right. Exactly. Uh, all the... Everybody. Would you name the dog? You <laughs> yeah, name the dog. Everybody. <laughs> all the one people. Yeah. Uh, Rufio and Coco. Coco, Coco. That's oh, Coco. Yeah. I thought Both there was... Tucked in somewhere under some blankets because it's cold in my house. Do you keep, you guys keep it? I'm sure Zach, you keep it pretty cold. I don't turn it on. <laughs> if, I, if I need it, if I get cold, I have a little space heater. Oh yeah, James, where does your what's your what's your heating and air situation in your home? You have an older we have home. Central heating and air. I okay. uh, I rarely rarely turn on the heater. Tonight is one of those nights where it's on, but only within the last like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you where do you set the the thermostat? Uh, sixty usually both ways. Okay. So, but I I rarely turn on the air too. Like we, you know we we keep it off most of the time, but then when it is on, I guess sometimes we go up to seventy for the air to, to cool it. You know, between sixty and seventy is where I like it. Okay. So if it goes too low, <laughs> too much below sixty, I'll pump the heater on sometimes. And if it goes above seventy, usually. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll try and turn the air on, but not really. Like we, we let it go up to eighty sometimes, but depending on what we have to do, if we're going to be moving around and stuff, sure. 
that's where we we keep it between the the heater kicks on at 55 and okay. the air conditioner kicks on at 80. Ah, yeah, that's. And I just I keep it there because I just don't like the concept of just sweating in my house while yep. sitting in a chair or shivering while or shivering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or shivering while running around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just like to keep it within the realm of like sane. Yeah, see, I wasn't really in in the apartment I'm in now during the hottest part of the summer, so it'll be interesting to uh, see how often I have to kick it on. Because moving when I did, I didn't have to use it at all. From what I have heard about apartments, especially places like yours where it's a little newer, since every unit has their own metered um, power slash, you know, like you have an air conditioner that's just for your apartment. It's not like they're cooling the whole building that you're in. It's just your apartment. Yes. And since it's such a small space, you generally can run it a lot more than you think because the bill won't be as high. This is what yeah, I hear. Yeah, it does out through the walls and the windows usually. And right. probably got two, you know, gas-like windows. What, what do they call those? The double pane with the, the gas, the argon gas inside of it? What? I don't know about anything other than just double and triple pane. I don't know if there's any other word for it that I know of at least. But I know what you're talking about because my parents' house, the people that were in there before put double or triple pane. I don't remember what. And it does make a big difference. Oh, yeah. I know I have new windows and they, they're at least double pane, but there's a gas in between? Yeah, usually. Yeah, that it's like an inert gas, yeah. That just helps provide a, like additional buffer. Thermal windows, usually argon or krypton. That's crazy. Yeah, right. We're living in the future, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you hear about things. I, ugh, Sorry, my brain is a piece of mush. But um, <laughs> sometimes you, you hear about things that are just normal. It's just, yeah, oh, yeah, that's just how things are. And you're like, what do you do? That's like 50 years beyond what I thought we could do. Right. Or but, we should do or are doing regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out to be just oh no, we just that's just how things go. We just do that now. We just have robots living in our house who can uh, order products to our door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still have to be delivered by people for the next couple of years. But I was for, now. Say for now, yeah. <laughs> but from where I'm sitting, if I shouted loud enough, one, two, three, four robots could hear me just yell for something to happen and then it could happen yep yeah no it's i mean it's crazy to think about even like going back to like when you and me were kids cj and especially probably for you james like the the difference between like when we were like five versus now oh yeah it's insane it's absolutely nuts and I, I shudder to think what our kids are going to deal with that's just going to become normal for them versus what is completely, you know, like not even in my mind as what's a, a possibility. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you look, even when you look at um, movies made in the, let's say, 60s or 70s that are in the future, and that even when they seem pretty prophetic, um, they failed to think up, hello. Oh, thank you. <laughs> for, this, for this baking soda. Um, <laughs> so they failed to think of the 
cell phone becoming what it has become because almost every issue that happens in like a minority report or that kind of thing is just solved right with an iphone but um yeah so like sometimes there are things that you can't even think of being becoming so important man my house is very there's a lot going on yes (laughs) it sounds like it you guys are having a party it looks like they're, they're gonna have some sort of arts and crafts party in the kitchen because my daughter won't sleep Hey, you know. Yeah. She's sick. It's not her fault. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. She have the breathing thing, too? She's got something that, that started this weekend. It's some kind of probably a sore throat. Yeah. Because she's mostly just raspy and um, and uh, not not feeling great. Like there's no mucus or... I don't know. You guys talk. I have been having problems with, like, I've been having to take Mucinex for, like, two weeks now. It's been, it started as, like, a sinus thing, and then it moved down into my lungs and my throat. Hmm. So I've been, finally, like, I'm at a point, like, I didn't take Mucinex today. I probably should have, but I was able to live, so I I didn't. (laughs) Man, I, I, normally I'm pretty lucky, and I don't, I don't get sick until after after like uh, winter's just about wrapped up, normally around March or so is, is my like time to get sick. Oh uh, yeah. Though I have already been sick once this year, once this season, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's usually November for me, October, November. When I was a kid, I used to have to go to the hospital once or twice during those months. Usually. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and get a breathing treatment. Oh yeah. I I'm told I used to have really bad asthma, but pretty much my entire like that I can remember it's really only been like and not and now I don't have it at all but when I was a like a older kid and teenager it was more exercise induced asthma because I wasn't very active but when I was uh, younger yeah. supposedly I had very bad asthma and had to go in for treatments a couple times I can't remember if you were in our because you didn't go to summer camp with us but we had like a special asthma gang Oh, really? Where there were a few of us, because I was in this gang, where we all had pretty bad asthma, so we had to go visit the school nurse after P.E. every day and stuff <laughs> like that. And I, I don't think you were in there, in that no, group. No, once I pretty, it, like, it was mostly when I was just younger, mm-hmm. um, like, pri- prior to really doing, and then, I mean, in, when you're, like, kindergarten and stuff, a lot of times you're not really doing enough during pee and recess to, oh, to yeah, yeah. do get it going too much but I think once I hit like five or six I started to grow out of it James did you have a thing where like by fifth sixth seventh grade at your school it was known it was like ranked who was fastest oh of course okay absolutely it was so our our friend Matt um was was up there he was I think number two in our grade for being fastest and whenever we would do the mile run in PE, every single time, he was in the asthma gang, <laughs> yeah. every single time he would just push it way too hard to try and beat our friend, friend of the show, Brian, <laughs> who was who was the fastest in our grade and went on to like run half marathons and stuff. Or full marathons? I think he did a couple he full did, marathons. Yeah, I think he even did an ultra marathon once. Oh, uh, yeah. He, or he did like a marathon and then like a two weeks later an ultra marathon and then all of a sudden his legs weren't too hot anymore. <laughs> right. 
So Matt would would really push it way too hard to try and beat Brian, mm-hmm. and often would beat Brian because Brian wasn't trying to beat anybody; he was just yeah. running the mile. <laughs> right, just and, happened to be fast. And then it would end up with Matt in the middle of an asthma attack, vomiting in the bathroom, and having to be literally carried to the nurse's office to take his inhaler every single time. I, I, I have a very vivid memory of, I believe it was eighth grade, and like Matt just really wanted to uh, to win, and he pretty much, I think he narrowly won, and pretty much, I remember him pretty much running, in, he ran to the finish, he got past the finish line, kept going, and went right to, the, right to where the inhalers were kept, because mm-hmm. he could hardly breathe at that point. Mm-hmm. And then spent the next, you know, 20 minutes puffing on the inhaler and rasping, trying not to die. <laughs> yeah. He would, I don't know what he was proving to who, but he would basically just, like, ruin his body for the next couple days. I imagine the school nurse just being like, well, did you win this time? No? Okay. <laughs> Good luck next time. <laughs> oh, God. Our friend Brian once uh, running injured himself on a nail. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nail. I've never seen a nail like this before, and I, I've never seen one since. It's a nail with a one-inch square head. Huh. So you, you know you have an inch square that's a like a piece of sheet metal or whatever, and then there's a nail coming out of it. Now, isn't that just waiting for someone to step on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like asking <laughs> or. That's asking to be thrown out of a car in a chase. Something. <laughs> yeah, somehow that ended Tactical up use, yeah. like on the ground at our school face up and he was running and everyone thought he twisted his ankle because he just kept saying, like, my foot hurts. And then <laughs> we discovered this crazy nail that I, I think it's some kind of roofing nail or something, but it's like, just, why does I, that I exist? Remember the, yeah, exactly. I remember at the time as a kid just thinking, oh, that sucks. But now as an adult, it's like, Wait, why? Why was that on anywhere to begin with? Like, if you were doing something on the roof, you think you would know if you drop something, and go pick it up, you know? Yeah, and now, so now I'm looking up square head nail. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I'm not seeing anything like. Oh, here it is. I found one. It's called a square cap. Oh. K A P. What are they used for? Wear cap nails. I don't know what they're used for. Originally designed for the application of roofing. Okay. Uh, these nails are widely used for built-up roofing, rigid foam insulation, attaching sidewall curtains in poultry buildings, and for general packaging and crating. Hmm. Many contractors prefer driving these sturdy all-steel nails over plastic cap nails. So, hmm. yeah, but I, I don't think that they use them anymore. This one was very rusty. It had not been used recently. Oh, yeah, I, I mean that was that was a while back. Too. Looks like a torture device. Yeah, yeah. I've he, got a, a picture of a hot dip galvanized square cap nail. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sign me up. Yeah, Ooh. right. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's our history of running. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Very exhilarating. Yeah. I used to do something similar, actually. I would never, ever race with anybody. Most of the time, I just walked because fuck that. <laughs> but uh, I went to school in Fremont from fourth to sixth grade. And my mom was, uh, she worked in the special ed class there. 
And so from the, the, there was a track in my elementary school and we would all have to go and run around the track. And my mom would hold my inhaler for me. So I would inevitably, every day that we had to run, I would make one lap and then just continue running and go right into the special ed classroom where I would get my inhaler. Like I had a, a sign language symbol that I would show through through the window. I would like puff, make the puffing motion sure. with my mom and she would like nod, like, come on over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get it. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Is your mom Till, Till, Till Steach um, special ed? <laughs> <laughs> is she uh, looking no, for students? No. <laughs> yeah, right. Is she looking for students? <laughs> uh, she was, so she was an aide back then. She hadn't. She didn't get her teaching credentials at hmm. that point. She may have been a student teacher, from what I know about now how about things work. Um, but no, now she teaches uh, at the the one program in Lathrop, the one school. Uh, what is it? What is that? Uh, the, the the one program is a a chain of continuation schools that each have their own theme. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So like, some of them are like one justice, you know, and they focus on like the legal, you know, like side of stuff, and then you know Renaissance and like well, I I went to one called uh, Act One, which focused on performing arts and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Cool. Ah, there's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> party, man. Somehow this party showed up in my house. I don't know. Uh, it's because mom brings the fun whenever she comes home, right? She sure does. There you go. <laughs> she sure does. When dad was home, it was all, you know, clean the surfaces and dishes. Right. And go to bed. Brushing everything. <laughs> and brushing everything. That's right. It, it made you laugh when you sent me your text that you might be a little bit late because you were doing um, dishes because I was literally doing the same thing. Oh, I'm, looking right? the, I'm looking at the clock thinking, shit, I'm going to be late. And then you sent me that text. Yeah, I and thought everything's like, going to oh, be good. All awesome. the dishes were done, but then the kid woke up. Just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> she's up late, which which is really boding well for my morning tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Because lately I've been, I've been up at about six thirty or seven, just just Ooh. ready, just ready. Because she's graduated to a big girl bed. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Her her crib easily converted to a toddler bed. So now she's oh, in a okay. toddler bed, which means yeah. that it's just the crib, but with only three sides instead of four. Ah. So she can roll out if she wants. Exactly. So some nights when she. When she doesn't want to go to bed, she just gets up and like reads books and stuff, which is like, yeah, that's cool, man. I enjoy. Um, but then in the mornings, that means that she gets to come wake me up. <laughs> so most mornings, I wake up to hi, Dada. <laughs> I guess it would kind of be considered probably wrong to like chain her to that tire. <laughs> <laughs> he starts dragging it down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be like. Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. You know, as long as there's a little bit of padding on the chain, you know, yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not looking to hurt anybody. Yeah, no. Just slow him down. Yeah. You know, maybe like uh, some weights. You know. 
Mm-hmm. I think that I might have to do some research real quick. <laughs> there was a kid at the show today who just would not stop. Like, she was too young, realistically. Like, and it's not the kid's fault, it's the parent's fault. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a year and a half year old kid, maybe sitting for two and a half hours in a dark theater is not the best thing for that kid. Oh, heck yeah. Right? So maybe either plan an escape, like, sit on the aisle so mm-hmm. that you're not in the middle of a hundred other people. You know, or maybe just don't bring the kid. Like I don't yeah. know more of that. But yeah, more of that. We we brought our daughter to exactly one performance, and it was the kids' performance at SCT. And we sat on the aisle in the back, and uh, yeah, I mean that's the end of that. She <laughs> when she started making noise, then we got up and left, and that was about it. Yeah. Well, that's the that's like the right way to do it. Yeah, toddler tamers. I love this leashless ankle weight system. I I'd seen like an ad for some reason. I saw like an ad for it somewhere, and it just made me think of it. Though I I think all you do if you get that is you turn your kid into this person with legs the size of tree trunks. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's going to stop the kid. It might slow them down for a couple days till their muscles get the size of the size of granite slabs. No more dreaded glares from using toddler leashes. <laughs> yeah, because this is so much better. I know, right? It's it's so discreet. Yeah, <laughs> these giant fucking um, pads around the kid's legs. See, now now that I have a kid, I am fully on board with the leash thing. We have one that it's a, it's a backpack. So we attach sure. this backpack yeah. to her, then we attach a leash to the backpack because that's how it's made to be used, and um, and it works great. <coughs> Hi, Holly. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't get what the big deal is. Oh. You don't get the what? I don't what? get what the big deal is about like uh, why people have a thing against having some sort of like leash attached to a kid. They think it's demeaning or whatever. I was a kid with a leash, and let me tell you, I earned it. Right. Well, I was too, but I was also the kid that like bargained out of it. Oh, right? Right? <laughs> I was three, and I I was like bargaining, like I made deals with my like I won't touch anything, and they were like, okay, look, we'll take the leash off, but from now on, anytime we go to the store, you have to put both of your hands in your pockets. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, because <laughs> I had one that attached to the wrist. Mm. Yeah. Mine, mine went around the back. It was a. Uh... It was a, it was a, it was a, there were a lot of straps involved, but <laughs> again, I earned it because like we'd go to Gottschalk's and I would immediately run away and go hide in clothing racks. Of course. Those big round ones. Yep. That's what they were made for. Yep. For hiding in and mm-hmm. scaring other ladies that were not your mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. There's not, there's nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I, I came after one of those things and I couldn't find my mom. Oh uh, no! And then and I so like I fully thought like that I found her, and I reached up like I was kind of in front of this lady who like I'm sure was my mom, and I like leaned back and put my head on this lady's like belly hmm. and like reached up and grabbed her and I hear this voice I'm not your mama and I was like oh, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> uh, mortified. <laughs> uh, that 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 was that woman spoke as someone who had a child. 
Yeah, exactly. Not, hey, kid, what are you doing? Like, I'm not your mama. Hey, don't <laughs> touch me. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, I'm just going to gently let you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what, yeah. what is happening right now is not what you think is happening. Right. <laughs> oh, and also letting the other adults in the area know, like, I'm not trying to take this kid. Yeah. Like, just in case anybody's watching here, <laughs> like, I... <laughs> trying to stay on the up and up here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man I have so how how Christmassy um, are you guys at this point our tree is up but the ornaments are not on it <laughs> okay <laughs> not bad yeah you're where I, we were about I, a week ago my apartment is the same as uh, it's been for uh, the last uh, month or two <laughs> I, I, I still spend a fair amount of time, like dinners and stuff at my parents' house, and I'm not going to be in my apartment for the holidays, right? Like, except for sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see a reason to decorate. So you just you have no plans. You just I have no plans to decorate now. That makes it makes total I would, sense. Yeah, I would be spending a bunch of money on decorations for just myself, and I right. don't really care enough about like celebrating the holiday to do that. Yeah, I've only I've only ever lived with dudes or with um, I've, I've, it's very rare. I've, I've a handful of times I've lived alone, but mostly I've lived with other dudes or with a significant other. And whenever it was Christmas and I lived with a, with a significant other, you bet your ass there was a tree. And <laughs> whenever it was with dudes, we were like, oh, uh, I guess we could go get a wreath. You never did a beer tree. Um, we did, um, a pyramid of chew cans once. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was about the extent of it, though. Man, what the hell do we look at when we're doing, when we do this podcast? I just saw something called Swordmaster Biohazard, and I fully remember... Oh, we went way deep yeah. on weapons we were, one time. We were you, all you ta- into this shit. Oh, yeah, You mentioned, yeah, like, yeah. an axe. I, I forget what axe you mentioned, but someone mentioned an axe. Um, and then we spent the next half an hour. It was probably great listening for I'm our, sure for our audience. Yeah. We spent half an hour just digging down Amazon, looking at these, you know, looking at all these different, like, swords and axes and throwing knives and throwing axes. I think... I think I included um, a fair amount of links on that one, so I'm going to oh, check. Okay. Right, that, that won't that won't make it as bad. Um, mm, no. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> just, well, there were a couple of times I do remember that some of us spent like 30 seconds reading the entire name of the Amazon product. So you know, if they care that much. You know, they can just listen and slow it down a little bit, and there they go. Yeah, exactly. The links will be for our Patreon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for our 100th episode. Yes, which is coming up soon, It's you coming guys. up. It's coming up. <laughs> Let it sneak up on you. This is 41. <laughs> so, okay. What, to veer slightly from weapons to tools, mm-hmm. I, you, CJ, are in a job that would benefit greatly from having a Leatherman tool, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I can't think of what to get my dad for Christmas. Oh. And so I keep thinking about getting him like a really fancy ass Leatherman. 
Um, they they all come with like a 25 year warranty on them, you know. Um, and he works in the HVAC field, you know. And uh, but now he's he's just doing like pipe welding and shit. Um, but uh, so I was thinking about getting him one called the OHT with charge. These are like almost two hundred dollars if I'm buying them brand new, you know, without any sort of discounts on them. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if. I just can't think of anything else that would be like, oh yeah, this is a great gift. Your your dad, from the small amount I know of him, strikes me as the kind of guy who would like and use that. He would. He has one that he's had from for years. Um, you know, because they they rarely go bad, and when they do, Leatherman will replace them. You know, or replace the parts that have gone bad on them. You said um, the charge plus TTI. The charge or the OHT. The OHT is really the one that I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find it. OHT. I'm on the Leatherman site, which is a very well-made site. It is. It absolutely is. 16 uh, tools. The reason that I'm thinking about yeah. the OHT is because it has an oxygen tank tool. Mm. Uh, which is a thing that he could use, certainly. <laughs> yeah. This looks like an awesome tool. Yeah. yeah. Man, oh man. So, so much. Uh, it's also got replaceable uh, wire cutters. Replaceable so, like, wire cutters. Interesting. Yeah. Like they can put the, 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 the blades on them can actually be replaced. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'd call this a good a good gift. Right. So, but I don't, I mean, the, the problem is, and, and Jenny brought up this point, that feels less Christmassy to get him something that's not fun. Like something that is just for work, you know. Like, here you go. Like, oh, I maybe wouldn't let that. Jenny weigh in on that. Because <laughs> I'm putting your dad in the same camp as my friend Jesse's dad. Who I am giving um, a, a baseball hat. Yeah, sure. But it's a really specific baseball hat. He drinks Bud Light all night and day, and it's a Bud Light hat with a Ooh. bottle opener in the brim. Okay, oh, that's that's a great <laughs> gift. Then. That's badass, yeah. Which is that's and it's it's also used. Like I'm not buying it new. I've had it for like ten years. So, but like I've I've checked on it and I felt like it was a good gift, and I was like, yeah, it's a good gift. But it, on, but on paper, that is a terrible gift. That's the kind right, of thing where like that, when I see him, I go like, oh yeah, by the way, do you want this? But I know that it's he'll appreciate it. So it's it's a little less about how it looks to everybody who's around you when he opens it, and a little more about what you want to give him. Right. Well, and a big thing for me is practicality. Like I don't yeah. really. Like Giving people stuff that they're just going to look at, you know, or take out of a box once a year to show that they're looking at it, you know. Yeah. Like I want something that you can use, you know. Oh yeah. So I have this. I have this problem every year where I'm, I'm both a really good and a really bad gift giver because I, I think hard about it and then I end up. I was kind of saying to my wife without saying, with like going like, I know that. The, this isn't going to happen, but I kind of wish that we lived in the days where it was just like everybody got each other one thing. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Full stop. Here is your Christmas gift. Like in, yeah. um, in I'll be home for Christmas. They say presents on the tree. 
They don't say under the tree because this right. is not when there were huge boxes that filled the underside of the tree. It was just like an envelope or a tiny box that was literally in the branches of the tree. So I wish I wish that <laughs> would happen more <laughs> often and it was less of the huge more piles of things and more of just one small box with something nice that said, I really know you and have thought about you. Right. That's See, normally what I try and do with my parents. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't cut you no, off. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I did for, for um, my in-laws and my mom is I I got a fairly costly um, digital picture frame. And I've loaded it with lots and lots of pictures of the kid and just their lives. And that's that's basically what I've gotten them. And I don't plan to get them anything more. That's really thoughtful because it's something that they will get a lot of joy out of. Yeah. And it's just like an SD card so they can, you know, do whatever they want. They can just put all pictures of Hulk Hogan on it if they want, but <laughs> but it's up to them. Actually, you should just do that. I should do that, shouldn't I? <laughs> They'll get more enjoyment out of that, yeah. Just a slideshow all day of Hulk Hogan in different <laughs> different yeah, phases different of his poses. life. Yeah. Like superimpose Holly's face on the Hulk Hogan. Oh, <laughs> Hulk Holly. <laughs> Or Holly Hogan, there we go. Holly Hogan, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, that's a, it's an interesting aspect about having kids that you don't think about. Like, it gives you a whole new avenue of presence to get your mom. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, without this kid, I would have no idea what to give my mom. Yeah. Right? (laughs) People are forever asking me because they think I'm the one who's going to know. I'm like, what do you, I don't talk to her very much. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) she wants I don't know what dog picture (laughs) don't get her a dog that's the meanest thing to do she really just wants a puppy she wants a puppy yeah get get her a box of puppies (laughs) honestly right now I I don't know how to figure this out and how to like turn this into a gift my mom has this kitten that she hates she got it (laughs) thinking that she would fall in love with this kitten like going like okay it's moody but it's you know it's young and now it's like a year later and it's just it's just a dick oh shit so i know i know that a really really good gift for her for christmas would be that she doesn't have that cat anymore (laughs) (laughs) but i I don't want it so i can't figure out how to (laughs) turn that into a gift (laughs) that actually would really really make her happy <laughs> More than the digital picture frame is not having the cat who's going to eventually knock over the digital picture frame. The thing with cats are they are all assholes mm-hmm. for about two years. And then as soon as they're two, they mellow out and they become really cool members of your family. This, this cat's almost two. <laughs> it's, and it's, there's no, there's nothing, Does nothing she on the horizon. Outside ever? What's that? Does she let it outside ever? Um, no. She tried that, and it just went poorly. I don't remember why. Because that was a game changer for me and my cat. Like, he was he was a motherfucker. I just kept thinking, like, why do we have this fucking cat? Like, what good is coming of this cat? And then he, <laughs> I, one day he, like, ran outside and then, like, stayed. He stayed right on the... Like, he was terrified of the outside world, and he stayed right by the door. And I was like, okay... And I kept bringing him inside, and then one day Jenny was like, 
just see what happens. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like, what if he jumps over the fence, like, and gets, you know, she goes, well, he's a cat. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, that's fair. So now he goes and walks with us and shit, and it's great. And nice. he's totally a cool, cool little dude. Oh, is that the one you were talking about that followed you? Yeah. Uh, to Valley the Miracle Brew. Mile one time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, our cats have, um, well, I, the outside cat is not allowed inside, but the two ah. inside cats are 100% allowed outside anytime they want. But the they're thing, not into it. They, they're not into it. Every now and then, like when I have the door open for a long period of time to bring in the groceries or something, one of them, and sometimes both, will sneak out really quietly onto the front <laughs> porch and then just kind of be there for about 30 seconds. And then they're like, all right, that's enough. And then <laughs> run back in the house. Like if we didn't have screens in the windows and, and we didn't have a dog, I would just be fine. Leave all the windows open. Who cares? Yeah. Let them go or come if they want. It's fine. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Zach, do you have any plans to get yourself a pet in your apartment? No. Still no. <laughs> That's a pretty easy one because then I'd have to worry about like well one, I definitely would feel bad getting a dog because of how little time I spend here. Sure. That's fair. And then I with cats. I like to visit people with cats, but I wouldn't like to own a cat, if if that makes any sense. No, totally. Like cats they're are, assholes. yeah, they're fine animals. It's I, it's you know, it's almost like visiting someone with a kid when you don't have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's per- it's fun to mess with the kid, but then if the kid gets fussy, the parents are right there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like cats. You can play with a cat, and once the cat starts being an asshole, you just walk away from it. You don't have to <laughs> worry about it. Yeah. What about like a ferret? Or, <laughs> or a hamster. Yeah. Oh, hamster is probably more the speed, but no. <laughs> My wife and I got a hamster together before we lived together. Really? And then um, the hamster moved in with us and we moved in together. And then, um, not to go into too too much detail, but we don't have a hamster anymore. Did he run away? No. Or never knew you had a hamster. No. Um, the hamster ended up in its own room and we we fed it every day don't don't you worry about that <laughs> but water um ah, we shit. don't we don't have a hamster anymore yeah yeah her name was that's fair her name was yeah, suzanne alex hamster and she went to go live on a farm she went to go live on a farm because we couldn't remember to fill her bottle we had a hamster when i was young was that right? My sister drove it insane. Oh, really? She literally made it become like a feral hamster. Uh-oh. You know, the That's old, possible. like, Disney movie cases, like the VHS cases? Yes. So they all have, like, a little notch in them, right? Yes. And she determined that that notch would have been the exact right size to guillotine the hamster. Hmm. But not, not to kill it. But oh just my god! Oh no! Right? So yeah, uh, the needless to say, it was a perfectly fine hamster when we first got it, and then anytime you, you would open the cage, it would attack you for like for its life. Like it knew that that was it, and it would like <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> like it, a flying hamster was a thing. Like it would jump and leap and like try and bite the fucking shit out of anyone. 
and we yeah we had to not have a hamster anymore after that man <laughs> yeah I had you a kick it down the stairs in its ball oh its really hamster ball oh no I forget how cruel because I was this kid I forget how cruel kids can be to pets just yeah. it's sort of in the vein just because you're experimenting right right you're not going, I want to kill this thing. You're going like, what would happen if I kicked the hamster down the stairs? Exactly. Will he flip over or will he go sideways? Yeah. Right? Not. You don't think anything past that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had a I had a parakeet. Yeah, I had a parakeet in college. Um, and everything was going great with this parakeet. His name is Samson. <laughs> And, um, but then I left for two days and asked my roommate to, you know, just throw food at him every now and then. And I had, he knew basically like what parakeets were about. And uh, I came home and the parakeet was dead. Oh shit. And, uh, and I asked him like, wait, didn't, didn't you feed him and stuff? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did. What, what? Hi Holly. You want to come up and yeah. you want to do do? No. Okay. <laughs> sit here. Yeah. So I so I asked him like like what happened? Like did anything weird go on? He was like, Well, it was making noise, so I just covered it with the towel basically the whole time you were gone. Oh my god. Well parakeets are very depressive. Yes. And they will die if they get too depressed. <laughs> and so if they don't get sunlight every day, then they get depressed and just die. They just give up the ghost and die broke your parakeet's heart this guy so did. he broke he broke the parakeet's heart by just mm. trying to make it quiet are oh, you coming back up no okay no <laughs> she's alright we got a with our co-host Holly yeah hanging right. out on dad's knee want some snow dad? do I want some what snow. some snow you guys have been making snow <laughs> wow <laughs> All right, see ya. See you guys. <laughs> so I can mute this phone, no problem, but I can't turn off the goddamn speakerphone. I don't understand what's going on. That's crazy. So you can't. And it's nothing in settings or anything in in the in Skype settings. No, there's no actual access to it in Skype settings. In my iPhone, I can get it to either automatically do whatever it should do automatically. Versus speakerphone or whatever thing that I'm using. Or I can set it to always do speakerphone. Or I can set it to always do my Bluetooth device. I can't turn it off mm. in my iPhone either. Uh, but with Skype, yeah. Like it just... Neither one of those options work. Huh. It's weird. Nonsense. Might have to have but you... But at it, least I know I can mute it. So that's yeah. fine. Might have to have you... Um, I need to get you that... that um, that microphone and then maybe try a try a computer call someday i have a microphone on my computer i just like the mobility of my phone sure because you I can roam the house. house yeah yeah exactly yeah that i uh makes but this keeps happening i may just switch because this is nonsense <laughs> <laughs> well for some reason there's a gremlin all over the place tonight yeah for a call Better after midnight last night. <laughs> it's probably having yeah. problems with all my sound equipment lately. The the theater too. Just really? Me, yeah. 
So, like, I keep getting that ghost on channel number 20 at the theater, which there's nothing that should be connected to it. But Craig has been in there messing with stuff. And he came in and sat next to me the other day. And I was like, hey, man, like, did you? Were you messing around with this board? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because, like, all of a sudden, this shit was hella loud. And I keep getting this other stuff. And then he's like, well, I may have bumped it, but I don't think so. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. Either way. What? Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't know what to do about him. I don't either. I mean, oh, I, like, I, I guess I understand. Like, he's doing the sound for this next show. And, and we've got a kid who wants to learn it, so he's given him as much opportunities as he can to practice, I guess. But, like, that shit doesn't go on for at least another month. Yeah. No. Like, why? <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to go into that in a recorded medium, but I don't know what to do about him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I look, I, I don't I really don't care if you touch it. I would just like it to be the same yep. as it was when I left. If you touch it, then touch it back. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't care what you do when I'm not here. But I'd like it to work when I am here. Exactly. So, that's fine. All right, what are we drinking tonight, guys? I'm back I... to larceny. Oh, nice. I still have to buy some of that. I don't think I've ever tried it yet. I think you've had it here. Maybe. I don't know. There's sometimes I come over to your house. I don't really remember the last portion of the. <laughs> <laughs> and next time you come over, you got a lot to try. I'm up to yeah, I'm up to 44 good. bottles. Oh, with wow. active whiskey in it. How do you do that? How do I not drink them all? Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep my regular my my everyday whiskey is the one that I go to most often, and it's a treat when I go to one of the ones up on the shelf. See, that, I was talking with Jenny about that very same philosophy the other day. Like, I also considered getting my dad a bottle of Pappy's whiskey. Okay. Right? Uh, and she was like, why? Like, she didn't understand. I was like, because. Like, A, she was like, first of all, because her point is, like, you know that you like larceny. She goes, say that this is the best tasting whiskey in the world. Why would you do that to yourself? I was like, that's fair. Like, I get what you're saying there. Like, why, you know, have, like you know, the best thing and then go back to the non-best thing. But in my mind, I'm like, because you know that that's the best thing and it becomes a treat. And that's not your everyday thing. That's just a treat. Yeah. I've had a tomahawk T-bone steak and that was one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. I don't plan to only eat tomahawk T-bone steaks every time I have beef, though. Right. Exactly. I'm going to have plenty of ground beef in my life in between now and the next time I have a tomahawk T-bone. I'm going to have plenty of other kinds of steak even. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying, man. But that did have to, when I decided to have a whiskey collection, that had to be a concerted choice. Because it would be like, you know, sometimes I would get myself a nice bottle of something and then I would drink it all. And then I would go back to just whatever regular stuff. Right. And so it had to be the choice of like, okay, this is the regular stuff. These are the treats. And you don't get to have the large choice of treats if you drink them all. Right. Right. See, I like that. So, yeah, so it became a choice. Like if you, you're, I don't, I don't think your dad's a whiskey drinker all the time. So if you got him a bottle of Pappy's, it would probably be something that he would keep 
like up on a high shelf. Right. He well, he drinks whiskey fairly often. Hmm. He's more of a George Dickel fan. Yeah. I don't understand the Dickel people. Dickel's good. Like I've got plenty of Dickel, but the the guy who owns Whiskey Barrel, he's all about Dickel. And for me, I'm like, well, if you have your choice between Dickel and Bullet, why are you going Dickel all the time? Right. Bullet's got some flavor to it. Dickel's kind of more Bullet's burnt. just better. Well, and it depends on which. There's the, it's the difference is that there's four kinds of Bullet, and there are twelve teen types of Dickel. Right. I literally have a bottle of Dickel Tabasco. Right, sure. Because they just sure. do stuff. <laughs> They're just, yeah, yeah, no, we're just doing some stuff. Let's try this. <laughs> Zach, what are you drinking tonight? I started off with um, some Jameson Black Barrel, and then I'll be moving into base Jameson once I finish this. <sighs> Black Barrel. Base I Jameson? Hmm? Base Jameson? Oh, just like the normal, I guess. Like the the normal like bottle of Jameson. Just oh, like I thought that was a special kind of like. Oh like, no! What is this all about? No. The end of the base Jameson. Are we free basing it? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is regular old Jameson. Yeah, I'm low on yep. that. I need to I need to go get another another handle at Costco. All right. I'm not about to spend $1,500 on a goddamn bottle of whiskey. I love you, oh, Dad. Shit. Not that much. Is that the cheapest Pappy's? Uh, it was one. So, I can't tell. Like, it's really hard to, like, I'm only seeing six selections. Yeah, I'm only seeing commas. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's one. $129 for a bottle. 90 proof. Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Okay. Family Reserve. That's that's within my price range. Not yeah. twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, have one that was twenty five hundred. Jesus. Yeah, and just googling Pappy Van Winkle, I just I just saw a, a whole mess of commas. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? Like, I, I, if you have that kind of money, you know, I don't know. I, but part of it too is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know if this is markedly better and if this is worth, you know, eight hundred dollars a bottle. Or whatever it is, but like not enough to really, really warrant trying it. But like, I'm curious. Apparently, for a hundred dollars, you can get Van Winkle Family Reserve Rye Whiskey, thirteen years old, and for eighty dollars, you can get Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve Bourbon, fifteen years old. Yeah, see, that's what I'm after. I'm more of a bourbon person now that I've learned this about myself. Our friend Zach has recently learned this about himself too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Really, probably what I drink most of anymore. I have too much bourbon. Family reserve bourbon for fifteen hundred bucks. That's. But it's a hundred and seven proof, which is still though. Insane. (laughs) Yeah, my most expensive bottle of bourbon currently is about seventy-five dollars, I think. But um. So I just went recently in taking stock of what I have because it's sorted by type. I was like, oh, man, why do I have so much bourbon? I don't care about bourbon. Like, it's good. But I, I rye is my favorite kind of whiskey. And the ratio of bourbon to rye I've got right now is two to one. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So now I'm having to make this concerted effort to buy rye. Or at least not buy bourbon. 
And the what problem is, is yeah. It's I mean, just so everywhere it carries bourbon. There's tons of bourbon all over the place in every store. And so when I'm fair. looking for a deal, it's going to be on bourbon. Boy, there's some there's some tears going on in the kitchen or something. Yeah, Christine's having a hard time. She sure is. <laughs> Sorry, names are bad. Uh, nah, I've said her name plenty of times, I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody who's really hip to it can fucking find out, I'm sure. Yeah. Look, luckily, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'd give my full name if I wanted people to know my middle name, like... Try and find me. My name's Chris Martin. <laughs> now that she married me, she's Christine Martin. Go ahead. Aha. Now there's two Chris Martins. <laughs> That's right. Booyaka. Booyakasha. <laughs> and we've made a, a Rasta statement into a Jewish statement. Booyakasha. Booyakasha. <laughs> I said that. I said what? I said Booyakasha to someone at work the other day. I'm like, what? What are you saying? Why do you say Buyakasha? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the LEG show? No? No. Nothing? It's absolutely the LEG show. <laughs> well, I just, just like, <laughs> for some reason I thought I was safe making a the LEG show reference, and uh, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> not in Stockton. When you have to go back and explain like 11 levels before you get to the word you said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna say it like that from now on, though. Biakisha. <laughs> see that's see that's that's like next level where I'm going from the Ali G show to BBC Office. Yeah, you you whiteified it. Yeah, well, there's because there's a on the BBC Office there's on one of the Halloween episodes the really really boring fat accountant who ended up being the basis for Kevin on the American Office. Okay, sure. Comes dressed as Ali G for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so the boss is like come on come on come on say it say it say it like make sure you say the, the big catchphrase in front of the camera and so he sort of boringly looks at the camera and goes booyakasha <laughs> <laughs> oh man so I'm referencing a reference to a reference and it's and then Americanizing it, yes. Americanizing it, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Oh god! <laughs> Listeners, yeah. please go and watch the entire first two seasons of the Ali G Show, oh, it's so the original one on HBO. Yeah, and then come back and let us know what you think of our bastardizing. Yeah, <laughs> where I, I'm not going to fully endorse the uh, the reboot. No, no, me either. It's it, look that shit only worked before anyone knew who he was exactly right now that people are hip to it it's like okay it's like chris angel you know like Mm -hmm. you get an entire paid audience oh wow that's magic no that's fucking bullshit yeah that's the whole problem with sasha baron cohen you know past past when he was in les mis basically yeah he was past borat borat was the last time he was able to do his whole thing because his thing which is a really cool thing is that he just gives everybody enough rope to hang themselves with. And that's yeah. very entertaining. And but, it's brilliant. And it's brilliant. But once you become too recognizable, then, you know, you're late era punked where they keep having to trot out new people to actually pull off the pranks because everybody knows who Dak Shepard is. Right. Well, exactly. Exactly. So, but the early content and the, the like, 
I refuse to watch Bruno to this day. Yeah. Because of that. Like, the character Bruno on the Ali G show was funny. Was mm-hmm. absolutely funny. He went to the Alice... To, he went to Alabama, right? Because it was the gayest capital of, of, you know, the U.S. And he talked to all of these big macho football players, college football players, and he was asking them about, like, when they came out. And this is, like, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, before, like, the entire world was more cool with, like, like the homosexual culture, right? It's, <laughs> he nearly got his ass kicked multiple times. And gun shows, yeah. like, and he's just asking everybody about being gay. And, like, he, you know, he put himself on the line and he almost got the shit kicked out of him several times. And it was brilliant. Yeah. And that was, Zach, have you ever watched any of the, the allergy show? I actually have not. But <laughs> it's very you- worthwhile, especially when it comes to America. It's just, like, like we said, it's like enough rope to hang and hang people with. Like he would come in as like uh, like a Borat because this is before the Borat movie, and talk to like a senator and be like, "Oh, in my country, we <laughs> we murder homosexuals yeah. because that's wrong." <laughs> and the senator would start off like with his guard up, being like, "Oh, well, that's that's terrible." It's like, no, but isn't it isn't it cool? Don't you, I thought you didn't like homosexuals. But yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't we don't murder people. Like, well, you're right. Well, yeah. Well, if you don't like them, shouldn't you get rid of them and just like lead them down the path, lead them down the path until eventually the senator is saying what he really thinks, which is, yeah, you know what, you're right. We should gas all the homosexuals. <laughs> Cut two different scenes. Yeah. Perfect. The editing on that show was also something to write home about. It was just like he literally did. He walked people into traps and let them hang themselves with their own rope, and then just moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not gonna go back and apologize for him. Well, um, it, it, see, I never knew that they had a previous show like that because I don't think all the episodes were good. But I think uh, his newer new he has like a new show out where he actually found some people where he dressed up enough that they didn't know who he was. Oh, wasn't it an FX show? I don't remember, but I, I it's been a while now since I saw some of the clips, but. It it was pretty funny the clips I saw, but I think I saw like some of the only good clips of it. Maybe HBO. What was that? What was that show? Uh, Leg. It wasn't. It was a. Uh, uh, let me see. Who is America? Who, who is America? Yeah. Yeah. With. My daughter's closing doors and running around. Very active. <laughs> She's always, always active. I'm trying to find what network this is on, and I cannot. Uh, Showtime. Showtime. Uh, That's why I never saw it. Time. Yeah, same that here. Is. I'm not, not going to sub- subscribe to Showtime to see it. Showtime is that network where they come right up to the line of, I'd really like to watch these shows, but never go past the line where I will pay to watch the shows. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on Showtime that I I fifty percent wish I could see. Yeah, but not quite enough to put you over the edge. Right. I uh, I did a free trial of Stars the other day just so that I could watch American Gods. Hmm. I watched. Oh, how is that? Episodes. The two episodes that I saw were great, but I didn't have enough time to keep going, so I canceled it after. I'm not going to pay, you know, just to, to watch this one series. This happened to me with um, Hulu and Quantum Leap. Yeah. 
early, early on in Hulu, you could test out Hulu Plus or whatever they called it at the time for um, a week. And so I, w- I had been watching Quantum Leap on Hulu back when Hulu was this really cool free service. Right. Where you could watch lots of stuff. And so I could see most of Quantum Leap, but I couldn't see the best episodes. I couldn't see the episode oh. where he was um, himself as a kid or when he was a chimpanzee going to space or that kind of thing. Right. Or the end of it. So, hi, Holly. So I got Hulu Plus for a week, and I was able to watch just all of those premium episodes of Quantum Leap, and that's the entirety of what I used Hulu Plus for. <laughs> I Recently, Hulu paired up with Spotify, wherein if you didn't have one of the two of them, you could pay a small fee to get both. Like instead of oh, really? it being 15 bucks, it was like 12 bucks a month, and you had both premiums. Um, but I already had upgraded to the full family Spotify, and so I wasn't eligible. And I was like, God Whoa. damn it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Zach and I have this on uh, podcasts that I've loved for a long time, Zach, and Zach has gotten into a little more recently. But they just came out with uh, a discount code for their Patreon because one of the hosts bullshitted their way into it in a very <laughs> uh, comedic and... and uh, suave way did they actually go through with it and make a discount code they sure did oh shit <laughs> but i'm already paying the full thing and so i'd have to like can't I'd, I'd feel like a dick for canceling my patreon and then yeah. re-upping with the discount <laughs> well tell me the discount because i don't have it well, due by friday i'll listen to that shit. yeah it's due by friday it's it's five <laughs> bucks a month and i think the disc the, the discount is like 20 percent off so i think it's a dollar off Okay, I mean, I didn't know it was only five bucks a month. I may be able to afford that. I may not. Well, and you don't, if you just want to try it out, you don't have to pay to listen to it. Oh, I know. The regular show I, is there, and I will, yeah. I will, don't don't tell them, but I will send you the link to listen to the, the extra episodes just to get a taste for whether or not you'd like to. Sure, sure. The show notes, oh, they did not? Ooh, maybe they didn't. Oh, no, I just have to remember what the frickin' code was. Zach, do you remember offhand? Fuck if I know. If you use the code... It was an inside joke. I can go back very easily and find out. Anyway, Zach, did you um, join the uh, Patreon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been part of their Patreon for a little while now. Are you a $5 member or a $10 member? I am a $5 member. Did you do five dollar members get the trading cards? I did five dollar members to get the after show. I have no idea what the trading cards is. Oh, for for Christmas they sent us. Um, they they created like trading cards of each host. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I have no idea where I put after mine. After that, um, I will also. If you want the poster, I'll give you the poster. No, I'm because I don't actually have a use for it. It's kind of shoved in a corner. <laughs> I don't need a poster for a podcast up in my house. I'm a full-grown man with a family. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to point to it and be like, Merlin! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. They they make $5,000 a month each to do Dubai yeah, Friday. Yeah, I saw that. That's insane. They make, but how much time do they have to dedicate to this shit? 
is my question. A fair amount. It kind of the who gives more is this rotating thing. The worst host is the one who is actually the one who makes everything happen. Okay. It's the only reason I can live with her. Because <laughs> I really, I, I just hate her as a host of the program, but I know I didn't that... Realize you, I didn't realize you disliked her that much. Oh, my God, like, I she hate gets, her. It's bad sometimes, but sometimes that's fine. Sometimes. The problem is that she's our age, and so too often I'm like, shut, you're making us look bad. Because, <laughs> oh, James, it's... It's one guy who's closer to 55 than he is to 50. Okay. One guy who's almost 35, and then someone who's exactly Zach and I's age. Okay. So, the one who's our age is the one who tends to be a frickin' moron. (laughs) Or, like, doesn't know normal things, or I don't know. But she's also the one who's, like, putting up the websites and creating the Patreon and sending out the trading cards and posters and things like that. Making it all, like... She's actually making making it happen. Yeah. Like, you take her out of the mix and they probably don't have a working podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need to get a young idiot type of person who's willing to do all that shit. (laughs) I know a few. (laughs) (laughs) And it could be one of those things, because that's one of those very predatory online things where you're like, hey, you can make as much money as you make. This yeah. is this is this is the license. I'm I'm giving you a license to print money. It's just how much work do you want to put in to start printing this money? Right. Well, exactly. Because if we had some young dumb kid who was actually like mixing our episodes and editing them well <laughs> and putting them <laughs> up on time and maybe making a website or something for us, you know, there's no telling that the the sky's the limit. Yeah, that's fair. That's a whole lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, and we all have day jobs that we must go to. Exactly. Yeah. I prefer the um, 15 minutes of work I do for the show beyond <laughs> actually recording it. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of real work, I hmm. have applied recently to uh, move to general assistance. Currently, what I do is I'm a continuing welfare eligibility worker, right? So my job is to determine people's ongoing eligibility to cash aid and food stamps and Medi-Cal. What I'm I'm hoping for is if they accept me into this new position, uh, general assistance is kind of like a homeless assistance. Like you have to be, you have to have no dependent children under the age of 18 and you have to be, uh, but, but they help you with like vouchers for like hygiene products or like clothing or box taxes or anything like that um so most of my clientele will be the homeless population uh but it's slightly different i have right now i have 450 cases that are that are mine that are just needing to be touched on a monthly basis right jeez Mm -hmm. uh i don't have a as a ga worker i won't have a caseload like that but i will have to maintain three uh, face-to-face interviews with a homeless person every day that I wow. um, which is you know it's it's a lot but it's not really a lot because some days I have eight interviews with people oh you know? okay okay so it's not you know but it's but now I can make my own schedule mm-hmm. and I, if I do my job correctly right now I have about two weeks out of the month where I have no actual work to do and I'm just waiting for somebody to come in with something right hmm 
Uh, so, but that's not going to happen anymore if I go to GA. Right. Hmm. So, um, and I like I've grown really fond of my current unit. I my my unit now consists primarily of black ladies, hmm. uh, and we all just have a really good time. <laughs> like we're all like I would consider them to be my friends now, right? Uh, so that's going to be a little bit different. I don't necessarily want to leave any of them, but I I I'm done dealing with 450 different cases. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot. <laughs> so we'll see. Interesting. I've got my interview on the 17th. On the 17th. Well, good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think the baby went down, but then a cat ran into her room, and then my wife just kicked the cat out. But the cat is looking; she's ready. She's ready to run back in the room. Gonna pounce yeah. right on that baby child. Yeah, yeah. Really does not want the baby to go down. But it's okay. So let's see. Let's see what's gonna happen next. Because she came through. They came through, and Holly was yelling bye bye at everything in the room because that's what she does when she leaves. That's <laughs> so okay. cute. And now. Now she's down, and my okay. wife has done it. Yay! She's magic. Yes. <laughs> An hour and a half late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, shit! We've been going for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, we have. But she, yeah. So that's like we le- we're leaving a restaurant or something, and so on the way out, she's just yelling bye bye at everything that we've pointed out to her. That's bye-bye. hilarious. Bye bye table. Bye bye so Amy. Bye bye floor. Bye bye kitty. <laughs> bye bye food yeah so oh man so as my wife was carrying her into her room to go to bed she's yelling bye bye dad dad bye bye treat <laughs> bye bye doot doot bye bye doot doot yeah the doot doot thing it gets very very cute because sometimes she just sees it and then she like runs over and she has to pause beforehand so she runs over and she gets up on her tippy toes to get up towards the microphone and she waits and she goes and then runs away. <laughs> Which is oh, also what man. she likes to do. This all started with the didgeridoo. Yes, lovely. James's didgeridoo. Which she, that was the first doo-doo. So she likes to go, come over to it and just say doo-doo into the mouthpiece. <laughs> this is essentially what I do when I play it. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while since I've gone deep because it, it's so fun when I just like lose myself in it, you know? Yep. So I'm just walking around the house for like two hours. just, And that's when you get real good at it. That's when oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, all that kind of stuff. And then I leave it alone for a month and then I pick it up again and I'm working very hard just to make one note. And then you're like, why don't I play this all the time? Yeah. Maybe find to get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the first time I ever meditated in my life was with a didgeridoo. Oh, I could see that working. Really? Yeah. So, like, I could circular breathe before I played the didgeridoo. I just didn't know that I could do that. Mm. Uh, because one of the, the beatboxing techniques that I use where you sing and beatbox at the same time is that. It's, it's you're activating the same muscles that you use to circular breathe. You're breathing out as opposed to breathing in. And so <clears throat> the first time somebody told me about circular breathing, I was like, yeah, right, dude, that's bullshit. Like, there's no possible way. But meanwhile, I could already do it. But I was like, yeah, fucking right. That's not a thing that happens. He was like, no, it does. Like, he's like, I can't do it, but it's a thing that happens. Um, 
And then, so I was in Chicago, and it was a, a snowy, rainy night. Like, it was cold enough that it was partially snow, but it was, you know, warm enough that it would melt into water as soon as it got on the ground. Like, there was no snow on anything, but it was falling as snow, but everything was just wet. Hmm. And I was like, well, and I didn't have any money, <laughs> and I didn't have any weed. I had, like, a, a bowl of stems, and I was like, fuck this. Like, and I went downstairs into the basement, and I figured out how to circular breathe on my big bamboo didgeridoo. And, like, I probably stayed down there for, like, 30 minutes. It, it felt like it was just, like, a couple of minutes. But, like, like everything else in the world melted away, and I just became this sound, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, nothing else existed in that moment. And I was literally, like, like I, I missed the dead. Like, I was supposed to call my friend or something at a certain time, and I missed it by about 15 minutes. I was down there by for, for probably just 30 minutes of just playing and just going. Because you're breathing. All you're doing is just breathing in and out, breathing in and out. And then there's just low drone sound. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It was the first time that I ever, like, like transcendently meditated. Interesting. Huh. I don't think I've ever done anything like that once in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I did a retreat once. I did a, a Zazen retreat. <clears throat> in Berkeley where I didn't talk for a week. Really? Yeah. And that was interesting. Like a, yeah, I was going to say that seems like it would be like intense. You learn a lot about yourself when you can't talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you learn a lot about the things that you don't need. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, more than that, it's like, like it's very, it's very awkward stuff because like I remember the first 24 hours, well, after the first 12 hours, the 24 hours after the first 12 hours, I basically just thought about sex nonstop. <laughs> and it was weird because like, that's not a thing that I do. But How can I make this happen without any words? Right. <laughs> but then, yeah, by the time the week was over, it's very, it's very interesting. You, like, you go through all these different stages. It's almost like you're going through stages of grief for your own voice because you're just working through it. And then by the by the end, you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, you can talk now. It's like, oh. Should I? Like, do I want to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that something I need to do? Hmm. Yeah, and it's made me appreciate silence a lot more since then. Oh, I but bet. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, I'll never do that again, specifically because I saw how that business is run. Right. <laughs> and that business is run be by, you know, classic... Not, not necessarily cult thing, but maybe multi-level marketing thing. I sure. paid to be there, and then while there, I did all of the things to keep up the facility. Yep. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. I paid to go there and not talk and mop the hallway. <laughs> oh man, was it uh, the fucking Rajneesh? What's going on here? <laughs> right. Jeez, please. Like, I got a lot out of it, like, especially in, in hindsight, especially years later. I could be like, yeah, okay, that was nice. So, yeah. like, I, like, I appreciate that, like, spending a week in silence. I don't, I could do it if I needed to or mm -hmm. if, I, if I put my mind to it. There was a girl when I worked at Massage Envy. She was one of the massage therapists there. And she was trying to do it. She was trying to be silent for uh, a means of, like, self, like, enlightenment, right? Mm -hmm. But she fell short. Because she would make that sound that you just made. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. She just uh -oh. wouldn't say words. And it's like, dude, you're looking like an idiot right now. If you have to write on a post-it that you're not talking, but you're going to say, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's Come not on. in the spirit of it. Oops. Yeah. Oh, I know what happened. What happened? I had GarageBand open. That's why I could hear my voice. Now I can't hear it. Oh. What's GarageBand? GarageBand is the is the application I use to edit this program. It's huh? uh, it comes built huh. in on Macs. Yeah, it's just oh, a, okay. it's just an audio editing. Yeah, recording and editing software. Okay. Okay. Saved. My last version is saved. Saved. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, so that's why I could hear myself. There we go. This is much. More I do normal. not have GarageBand open. Why is my fucking speakerphone on still? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I solved solved my own issues. I can't. I can't solve yours too. I'm not gonna lie. I spent about 15 minutes googling why or how to turn off speakerphone, and the best thing that I could come up with was Skype is aware that this is an issue, and we've got a team working on it. Like, mm. come on, man. <laughs> I just had this with a Zoom recorder at Lincoln where I recorded a band concert on the Zoom recorder onto an SD card. Tried to get the files off of the SD card onto the computer and it wouldn't work. wouldn't work and I'm just like doing all this stuff. And then eventually I send an email to the Zoom corporation of like, what's going on? (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah, this is a known issue. You were supposed to do like this crazy weird thing that no one would do. Or tell you to do ever. Or, and it's also not anything that we told you to do, but you're supposed to do that, and then it would work. It's like, okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, there's, I, I have a way to do it that's just not pretty. Because <sighs> I recorded each thing as a different track, and the way to get the SD card to work is to format the SD card in the Zoom recorder. But in order to, when I format the SD card in the Zoom recorder, I will be deleting everything that I recorded on the Zoom. So f- to, to get into some very technical specifics, I have to hook up an audio out cord to the Zoom, plug that into a computer, and and then in real time record what's on the Zoom recorder onto the computer by having it play through the audio out if that, that makes sounds sense. really exciting. It's incredibly unexciting. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hand it to one of the band teachers and be like, you do this. I don't care and enough. A, does your school have an AV club? <laughs> an they do. Club? Like, they do. Guys, figure this shit out, please. Please do this. Just, eh. You can't see it, but I'm like doing the motion where your hands, you put your hands in front of yourself and then you sort of wave the back of your hands at someone. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to do this and have the means to do this, but I do not want to do this. Yeah. So you are kind of a legend. Yeah. Well, or like you're more of a myth, really. That's a better term. Like I, because I quit. Did you? Well, let's hear it. Then I'll tell you. So I, First of all, I had not heard anything about you quitting. Uh, I I have an assistant who is helping me run the sound cues for this show, and he's a 15-year-old student at your school. Mm. Uh, He's in the band. Uh, And when I was explaining, like, I was like, the other two guys who, you know, who I really ask, I was like, are, are, you know, the guy who designed the sound, James Gonzalez, and C.J. Martin. Uh, And he goes, wait. He was like, does he work at, at Link? I was like, yes. Yes, he does. He goes, wow. 
He's like, I, I think I know that guy, but he, he he's kind of mysterious. He's kind of quiet. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Yeah, great. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds about right, kid. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to talk about with the Mike ladies, which is a different, that's a different thing. But oh, yeah, with the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that sec. <laughs> okay. But with, yeah, with the Lincoln students, I don't, I don't have a lot to say to them. <laughs> and occasionally the band teachers really encourage the band students to come talk to me when they're like, I want to get into being an <laughs> audio engineer. Can I help you out on stuff? And every time I have to be like, I don't do audio. I like I I know audio engineering. I don't do audio engineering for yeah. this. Like I turn shit on and yeah. I turn shit. No, there's no engineering. Here. You're more than welcome to come help me when we do the musical, but there's no audio engineering involved. I'm going to point at you when you have to play a sound effect, and you're not going to be happy about that. Exactly. That's where I'm at right yeah. now with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand that you want to be an audio engineer, and this this is the way that you earn your way towards that, but. Because you're 15, you're not going to be happy doing that. Because right. you're going to say, when do I start engineering audio? It's like, well, not yet, kid. You got you got a yeah. couple of years. You'll figure it out. You'll get there. <laughs> I think that the there's been enough turnover in the mic ladies at SCT that I'm no longer a legend with that. Because I, I quit at the top of my game there because I just didn't have the time to deal with it. So yeah, explain. I don't. I don't know what you're talking. About. Oh, um, I was doing well and I was doing good things in. Excuse me. The audio engineering for the musicals at SAT. Okay. And then um, I got a job working in the shop there, so I stopped doing that because I didn't have the time to. And so then there were a few years where they were just waiting for someone who could do what I was doing. True. And it didn't happen until James Gonzalez came. So he probably erased my myth. Maybe Zach, Mike ladies are people who, um, put wireless microphones on the actors who will be wearing them during a musical. We call them the Mike ladies because to date, there has not been a man who has done it. Correct. Oh, that's about it. It's a bunch of old retired women. They're who none. have no technical training nope. other than the previous old woman who told them how to do this. Right. So right. They, I'm now on their shit list, by the way. Oh, uh-oh. What'd you do? Like, for hair, I was their best friend. Mm -hmm. I was there talking all the time. But now, as the soundboard operator, my sole job is to make sure that people's microphones don't pop or that I get volume out of their microphone. Yes. So if it sounds weird, I'm like texting the stage manager like, hey, I need so-and-so to be adjusted when they get off stage. Like either their mic is not pointing at their mouth or it's too close to their mouth and it sounds like they're swallowing it or they need a new cord or they need to have something adjusted because something is, is like clicking on the, you know, something pops over the speakers and usually that's either something pressing on the connection or the antenna or it's a loose connection or it's a bad cord, right? One of those three things is pretty much guaranteed right. to be it, right? right? And so... Like, I found out during all of this that the mic ladies don't know anything about audio. No. They literally just jiggle stuff and then put it back. And I'm like, okay, but what, what did you do? Like, what has helped this? Yeah. Right? Nothing? Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's fine. <laughs> what a way to end that. Yeah. I have one more weekend. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like audio? Audio is like the 
most unforgiving and most underappreciated aspect of technical theater. From what you guys have have talked about, it definitely seems that way. It's so it's so hard. It's so hard. So much can go wrong. So much can just be the worst. And then you get things like it's no longer there's no longer a best sound um, Tony Award. Right. They deemed it not worthy of getting um, a nationally recognized award anymore. Really? Yep. Yeah, they need to just keep giving it to the other people who who literally don't work as hard. No, it's I've never ever had a job that is so constant yes. and so dependent. Because if if the speakers pop, it's the first thing that takes the audience out of the zone. Yes, right. There's a sweet spot where the audience is like suspending their disbelief enough, but also aware that it's still people, you know, and like enjoying the show. But if that audio pops, boom, nobody's on your team anymore. Yeah. You know, and you're the face of the reason that that shit is going bad. And I'm trying to explain that to the mic ladies. Like, look, it's a different headspace that I have to be in now. Like, I have to because I am the one who is responsible for this now. And I didn't even make it. Like, I, right. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not like I'm saying that you're doing your job wrong. I'm just trying to fix the problem. You are the steward of someone else's property right. who is not there, and you're trying to guide them into making sure that that property is maintained well. And they're not no. understanding any of the words you're saying to them. Right. Mm. Right. None I, of it. And, and so, and I Googled the other night, I was like, look, like, cause, cause one of the, wait, what? Hello. Hello. Are you still James? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, She's... you, you went quiet on my end for the last about probably 15, 20 seconds. Son of a bitch. As I'm talking about audio, it's the universe going, hey, shut the fuck up. Bill? <laughs> no, no, you're here now. Okay. I think. Yeah, you think so. I think so, too. I'm just going to keep talking yeah. until you tell me that I'm not here. You're there, man. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the actresses' mics was, and it's a, it's a rigid mic, or not rigid, but it's a single wire that uh, is not, it's not really easily adjusted, Right. Um, and the, the mic lady said, had it set up to where when she smiles, it actually goes in front of her mouth by about an inch. And I, I had to Google, I was like, why? <laughs> like I, I randomly found the, the name of the mic manufacturer and like, I went to their website and they, they were like, look, under no circumstances should you put it so that it's in front of a person's mouth yeah. and you shouldn't bend it outwards because that increases the ambient sound, right? And so I'm, I'm like explaining all this to the mic ladies, and they're just like thinking that I'm shitting on them. And I'm like, no, no, look, like I, I just want to make the sound okay. Like We're I'm on not the same saying team. you're We're doing the same things. Team. Yeah, same goal in mind. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's where I'm at here. I like the job. It's more intense than I thought it was. Um, and there's so much that can go wrong. Like you have to understand things in order to be able to troubleshoot and fix it. Yeah, and you're all, it, everyone's everyone's against you unless they're not against you, right? And then they don't care about what you're doing. They don't even acknowledge you. One of the last times I did a musical, the um, musical director who was well, he didn't have a band. He was just the musical director sure. because that was back when that job paid less than it does today, and <laughs> you were the orchestra, right? Because they didn't have an orchestra, you were playing all of the tracks for all of the songs, and 
the canned music as we call it. Yep. So anyway, so I'm running all of that and I had uh Tom Coyan was the musical director on that and he was right he was right there with me and like trying to help me make sure that everything was good. And I kept like saying to him like everyone is being too quiet. They need to be singing louder because that's a thing that happens, Zach, is you put a microphone on someone and they start singing much quieter. And they you, oh. yeah, because they think they've got a microphone. Oh, I see. Yeah. The- which is like, no, 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 no. Do the same thing you were doing and let me do what I'm doing and just stop thinking about it. Anyway, so it came down to the point where during one song, I told I told him beforehand, I said, Tom, I'm going to turn off everybody's mic during the song just so you can hear how they can sound. Right. So I did. This is during a rehearsal, obviously. And then, uh, so blah, 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 blah. The, the song happens. The only adjustment to volume that was made was that no mics were on and, uh, it sounded awesome. And so during notes that night, Tom was like, all right, guys, we keep talking to you about how you need to like be louder and stop singing quieter once you can hear yourself. So just like, as, um, just, just to sort of show you something, uh, CJ, how many mics were on during the finale tonight? And I just shouted zero. And he goes, yeah, that's right. And you sounded great. You would have sounded better had your mics been on, but they weren't. Man, I, I want to fucking, does he still do that? Because now he just comes around as an uh, accompanist, a uh, rehearsal accompanist or an audition accompanist. Yeah, I know. He, he, um, he did it the one time. That's the only time I know of that he's done it. Ah, yeah. That man can play piano like nobody's business. Yeah. He's good. And it's... I love his laugh. It reminds me of a guy from Family Guy. I can't tell you which one. <laughs> 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 like yeah. Zach, did you ever learn piano? I'm sure yeah. you had lessons. You had to have had lessons. Yes, I had lessons. I could not tell you what any of the the things mean now. Yeah, having lessons is different than learning, CJ. Gosh. <laughs> Zach's had, grandmother had taught piano. Yeah. So he had I, some pretty intense lessons, I'm sure. Not not really at home ever that I can remember. Because huh. it was never really something I was super into, which is why I think after a year or two of lessons at school, I stopped because I'm just not musically inclined at all. Okay. So, I, did, I did piano lessons. Did you do it with Mrs. Dyer? The, I believe so, but I stopped like very early on see i did it at our school i did it from kindergarten to second grade i was told that i had to do it for two years so kindergarten and first grade but then there was the show on the disney channel back in that would have been 1996 about kids in like a real orchestra like in the in new york or something like that i vaguely remember that remember what it was called not at all (laughs) <laughs> but um, I watched it and I loved it. And so I asked my mom, like, do you think I could get on that show if I got really good at piano? And she was like, you, you, you probably could. Because she was <laughs> encouraging me to play the piano. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, you might. You might do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I, I, <laughs> this, is, this is literally something I told her. I've never talked to her about this, but I was like, all right. I'm going to do one more year of piano lessons just to try and get on that show. 
<laughs> she was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. That, that's, let's do it. And uh, so that was one of the first times. I have, I have learned and forgotten how to read music three to four times in my life. Until I settled on where I am now as someone who's almost 30, which is that I, I know where C is. And so if you give me some time, I can figure out every yeah. single note. I can plunk it out. Exactly. I can be, hang on, hang on, hold your horses. I got to figure this out. So there's C and <laughs> then D. Oh no, no, we're going down. So it's B. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you, you pretty much lost me as soon as you, yeah. As soon as you started saying <laughs> letters and shit, Zach is not a you anymore. <laughs> but I did relearn how to play the piano. I can now play the piano well enough to accompany myself when singing because that's just how I play instruments is as an accompanist for myself, which is part of why maybe the didgeridoo hasn't taken because it's hard to sing when you're playing the didgeridoo. It's damn near impossible, but I, <laughs> I'll show you a technique next time we hang out and ditch together. Sounds good. <laughs> There's only a few words you can say, but I can say whole words while I play the didge. Probably bomb. You could probably say bomb. No, actually, the Uh-oh. M sound is is one of the syllables you can't say. Could you say Bob? Yeah, you can say Bob. Okay. I can say I can say hello. How are you? <laughs> okay. But anything with an M makes the sound come out of your nose, and you, you need full sound out of your mouth. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. Wait, no, I yeah. can take it out of my nose. Mm. No, yeah. You if you if your sound is coming out of your nose while you're playing the didgeridoo, you have no air left coming into your didge. Right, so so you can't say anything with an M or an N or an NG in it, because it automatically your body just puts the sound out through your nose. It's it's what switches. That's how you circular breathe is by closing the flap, or what I say, saying the NG syllable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that, that flap is closed, and you can now breathe and have it not be affecting your dig. Right, but you can't talk with saying that. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So okay, one of the one of the techniques to te- techniques I can talk good with an X. Too much whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, close that passage by saying the ng syllable, oh. uh, and keep your cheeks puffed out as puffy as they'll go, and then breathe while saying the ng syllable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do not drown, please. Please don't drown on nothing right now. <laughs> R.I.P. CJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, clo- okay. Close the passage without vocalizing. Just close it. Like say mm, and then get it. Like keep that musculature closed, okay. and that's how you circular breathe. Like with that with that flap closed, as though you were saying ng, but you're not actually saying ng. And then there's no nothing vocalizing coming out of your voice, but with that that glottal passage closed, that you breathe through your nose, and then whatever air reserves you have in your cheeks plays the ditch for just a second while you while you breathe in. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I can tell. I can tell. I'll uh, I'll show you next time okay. I see. So far, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't do the little cheek puff thing chief cheek blow while breathing in okay can you 
just puff out your cheeks without blowing any air out. Just make them puffy. Mm-hmm. And then breathe in through your nose. Breathe mm-hmm. in and out through your nose like regular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great game for our listeners, I'm sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <clears throat> That's essentially it. Keeping your cheeks puffed and breathing through your nose is essentially <sighs> circular breathing. And then just learning how to meter out the air slowly. And get all the pieces. I'll work on it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I won't. As soon as this is over, you're going to forget about it. Yeah. Do it on the air. It's fine. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have more whiskey and a brownie after we hang up. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Ooh, what, kind oh. of, what kind of brownies do you have? From Safeway. They have Ooh. either fudge or frosting on top. I haven't decided. Oh. Wait. They're pretty tasty. You got to figure it out. Okay. It's, it's a figure out thing. It's not a deciding Wait. Hmm. <laughs> the way you phrased it was like you were you were going to decide the fate of this topping. Yes, correct. I'm going to decide whether or not I have determined that it is fudge or frosting. Got it. I don't know yet. Could it be a fudge frosting? It could be. It could very well be. It could be neither. It could just be an underbaked brownie. I don't know. I've already had one of them. And it's delicious. <laughs> wonderful (laughs) oh I'm out of wine oh no oh Oh, you know what you completely did not tell us what you were drinking tonight I'm drinking wine well now we know well now we know yeah well what what uh, what type of wine red wine white wine oh it's always red I do not drink white wine white wine is for people who are bad white wine is is not you know I had to ask (laughs) fair enough yeah, it's a it's a Cabernet Sauvignon called Rex Goliath because it was about six dollars. Dude, Rex Goliath is not bad wine. No, and it's I fine. like the picture of the giant rooster. Exactly, or the cock, depending. <laughs> He's wearing on pants. Our do, you, do you normally drink um, Cabernet, or do you kind of mix it up with the reds? I basically just as long as it's red, I'm fine. Okay. But if if I really have a choice, I tend towards the Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. I'm a very fancy lad. I'm not. I you just... are very fancy. I don't know anyone fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I drink whiskey all the time, and then I drink wine on this now because I have a drinking problem where I get just shit-faced while we're <laughs> recording. So if you, if you touch the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> if I touch the whiskey. So I have to, I have to drink the Cabernet. Cabernet. I thought about switching to beer when we do these, but I'm worried that if I did, I would have to consistently get up like once every half hour to go pee. There is a milk jug under my table that is ready for me. Oh, okay. But if anyone ever asks, there's not it's, a milk jug under the table it's ready. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I went through a phase in my adolescence oh, where I didn't want to leave my room. For long enough to go to the bathroom, so I would piss into fucking two liters. I did this. I did this. It was my um. It was my my waste paper basket. Yeah. Oh, it, God. it could hold like uh, two to three times. Oh, <laughs> exactly. God. And then just you make one trip to the bathroom for the week, and you're fine. You just pour oh, it down. Oh shit! Oh no! Go. I was forever. I just poured it out the window. Ah! I'd pop the screen out of the window and just pour it into the garden, and my mom was you... wondering why. 
the flowers. You did not live on the second floor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't, because there was only one floor. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever peed in a container like that. Maybe once or twice on a road trip when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Well, you haven't lived, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. I was uh, definitely never in my room. Video games. Video um, games. I can see that. I could see that. Even though you have to pause it so that yeah, you can hold your dong a, in your I hand see, like it was more that's about- the thing. Like, I played the shit out of video games, but I always went, mostly because my parents would have known and they would have literally <laughs> killed me. But, right. Like, I don't know. You know I had the chance bottle. to. Huh, huh, huh. So, it, I think it's so A. It's a guy thing to just pee in a container and deal with it well, yeah, later. It's a lot easier to. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah! But B, I don't know how that works if you're a woman. I, I've already thought this, and now Zach, you are proving it. It's <laughs> it's not a universal guy thing. It's just one of those those things where if it's a thing, it's going to be a guy thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lazy guy thing or an opportunistic guy thing. Exactly. According according to this show. Sixty-six percent of dudes <laughs> <laughs> pee in receptacles that's, and deal with it later. That, that's I'm, math. That's science. I'm yeah. really curious about the actual percentage. I feel like it's probably about right. I feel like two thirds of dudes have pissed in uh, something else. <laughs> I would say fifty to sixty-six have done gonna, it on like a on like a, a serial level. I was, sure. I was going to say fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, can't I've, really count I've the one-timers. But it, I would be like a one or two-time one on like a road trip. Yeah. Sure. I mean, now as an adult, yeah. if, I'm, if, I'm on, if I'm driving somewhere, I have to pee. I just pull over and pee. You know I mean, I'd... Right. <laughs> At worst, on the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah. So the next question then, gentlemen, is what about the sink? Um, it, my wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> As long as there's no dishes in it, I feel like it's fine. Correct. I've peed in in bathtubs plenty of times. I don't know if I've ever peed in a sink. I will say that unequivocally, I have never peed in a sink with dishes in it. (laughs) Yes, I for sure have not done that either. Uh, There's a line, damn it. (laughs) That's just gross. (laughs) No, but... To quote Adam Carolla, yes, in the shower. Like, I'll unzip to piss in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It, see, it's... I think I would have an easier time counting the times I've taken a shower without peeing. Yeah. yeah I don't... I, mean, I think honestly, that's never happened once for me. It's just... It's just part of it. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> everything's flowing. Wait, is that a thing that happens for girls? They shower and don't pee? <laughs> I Do don't you get out of the shower and dry off yourself to piss. I have no numbers on this, but I would imagine that many girls, if not most of them, they have to pee in the shower. Come on, lady listeners, please call and tell us whether or not you pee. <laughs> call in into shower. our Patreon. We're at one eight hundred Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, sometimes I'll pee multiple times in the shower, depending on how long I'm in there. I yeah, because I mean, I'll I'll have a glass or two of water before to get myself going in the morning. So there's normally four or five peas before I leave the house for work. So sometimes there's two of them in the shower. Zach, you are incredibly healthy. That is a very healthy (laughs) thing to say. 
Yeah. I, I try. Okay. I will say I try to. Lately, I've been really bad. Okay. I, <clears throat> but but my goal, like the first two months I was here, I was con- in my new apartment. I was consistently getting good sleep. I was being a good boy. Waking up half hour, 45 minutes before I had to get ready. Had two full glasses of water, about a liter of water before, you know, before doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you know, it's cold. There's times I snooze my alarm four times and then, you know, hardly drink anything. But Even that's more grown up than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go a little TMI here. On a handful of things, but uh, we're talking no about it. As TMI on yeah, no, we're talking. We're 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 talking about pee. So, so part of the I'm TMI. While I pee, continue talking. All right. <laughs> so, James, part of part of the TMI is going to be that I had a seizure two weeks ago, and we'll get back to the seizure part of things. But yeah, I had a I had a grand mal seizure two weeks ago, and ever since then, my sense of when I have to pee is just gone. It's really? 100 it's out the window. There's a lot of things that I'm working on like getting back things like having a conversation, getting from the beginning of a sentence to the end. I'm working on these things and they're coming back slowly. But one of the weird things is that I just I'm peeing. <laughs> I haven't peed my pants, but I did, <laughs> I, I did in the hospital. And there was a, I remember there was well, a point. Well, that's I mean that's perfectly understandable. Yeah. I mean, after a, that, <laughs> there was a point in the hospital bed. It was whatever it was, seven a.m. or something, and I'm sitting there in the hospital room, and my wife and mother are just standing at the foot of the bed, staring at me, waiting for me to be better, I guess. And I just kind of went, uh, huh, and checked, and I had peed my pants, <laughs> and I just had. <laughs> Just apropos of nothing, I had peed my pants. And since then, it's been basically the same. Like, even today, when I was washing the dishes, I had to stop and go, like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do I have to pee? Do I? Let's go check. Yeah. And and once I stop and, like, assess, it's like, oh, yeah, I have to pee really, really bad. And then I go. It's like I'm a child. But, like, for some reason, the pain. Do you know that pain? It's very... Yeah, like- mm-hmm. It's kind that, of burny, kind it's of thingy. That slightly dull, achy, burny, something, whatever pain that's like I have to pee that increases. It's gone for me right now. Interesting. Really? I just, I'm constantly having to self assess and be like, okay, you've had like eight glasses of water. Are you sure you don't have to pee? Oh, whoa. No, you absolutely <laughs> have to pee. Let's go. Come on, buddy. Just start doing like an astronaut. And yeah. just once an hour, every hour, just go try and piss. Well, I mean, there's diapers all over the place in my house. I could lie in every pair of pants I wear with diapers. <laughs> Everything would be fine. It's just true diapers on the floor. You know? yeah. don't, don't even worry about the pants. But that's that's like a weird consequence of having a seizure, apparently, or at least for me, is that I have lost the sense of when I have to pee. Because when I really focus, I can go, oh, yeah, there's that pain. Weird. It's but just, there's now a disconnect. There's a disconnect. That very strange. Very so strange. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's going on here? Oh, um, so I'm. I take an antidepressant. I take a fairly strong antidepressant. Uh, we were having people over on a Friday night, and I usually keep it on the bathroom sink. And I went. Ah, we're having people over. I'll stick it in the in the cabinet. And then four days went by. 
And so on the fourth day before bed, I said to my wife, you know what? I keep forgetting to bring the, my pills out of the, cause I, I, you know, I skip a day here and there just because that's, sure. just, that's just that's life. how it goes. Right. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I haven't, it was, you know, Tuesday night going to bed. You know what? I haven't taken my pill since Friday morning. I really ought to uh, pull that out of the closet. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, anyway, good night. And we went to bed, and then I woke up the next morning in an ambulance with two men standing over me, informing me that I had had a grand mal seizure. And after all the testing and everything, it turns out that it is just as simple as you did not take your medicine for four days. And your body became dependent on it, and then when you took it, it was too much? No, I hadn't taken it yet. Oh, I see. see. Yeah, and see, that's the thing that's kind of just interesting to me a little bit, because normally it's like the more you take, the higher your risk of seizure is. Well, this particular one, which is a Wellbutrin, apparently in general lowers your threshold for seizures, period. Yeah. Interesting. But then since you hadn't taken it for a while... It should have started being out of your system. But... And talking to yeah, my doctor, are... I, I kind of explained it to my doctor. And I was like, you know, I realized it, you know, on the fourth night. And I wasn't going to take it at night because then I'd be up all night and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then so like a little later on the conversation, I like my doctor, by the way. He was like, well, if I'm you, and I'm not, but I'm just saying, if I'm you, I would rather be up all night than have another what? seizure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're right. The next time I hit four days that I accidentally haven't <laughs> taken it, I'm going to take it and then just be up all night and then it'll be fine. Better than having a seizure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it's not like an epilepsy thing where nope. you may just have seizures now. It was, as, it's just... as of today, I have had an EEG and like they've gone real deep on the whole thing. I do not have epilepsy. All I have is not taking Wellbutrin for four days. But so, like, what happens if you want to stop taking Wellbutrin? Oh, you have, you to, have wean to wean yourself off. That's, that's okay. just, yeah. even, even if my doctor were to one day say, you're cured, you don't need to take this anymore, it would be a long, like, probably a three-month process of weaning myself off of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Just to make sure, because it's a, it's a rough drug. Well, that's frightening. Pretty much all antidepressants, yeah. Yeah. I've taken Wellbutrin before. Well, poorly. I am really, really bad <laughs> at about taking medication every day. Um, but yeah. Yeah. See, at this point, I am on year 2012. Yeah. This is um, six full years of taking Wellbutrin. So I, I'm hooked. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, if this had happened four years ago, probably it just wouldn't have, nothing would have happened. Right. But because we're six years in, I don't know, we can talk to our doctor friend who's on the show with us tonight, but. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty much whether you were on it for after you went past a few months, Mm. it's going to be basically the same as as however many years Uh it'll in terms of how long it's going to stay in your system and all that. Yeah, I had to wean myself off of it uh, a couple of years back because I was in between health and Excuse me, health insurances. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was so work. rough, but I, I but I saw that coming. So I was doing things like, okay, I'll take it every other day, and then I'll skip two days and take one, the, and then back to every other day for a little bit, and then skip three days. 
Yeah, if you're ever thinking you're going to ever get into a situation similar to that again, most insurances, I don't know how it works with Kaiser, but most insurances I deal with will let you refill medications that aren't controlled like six or seven days before they're due. Oh, right. So if you know far enough in advance, you can get quite a bit of extra just by refilling it earlier than you need to. Well, now that I'm on Kaiser, Kaiser has no problem sending me mountains of these pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is when I was switching from County Anthem Blue Cross to County. Oh, Got okay. Gotcha. County's real bad about it too. They're real bad. Yeah, but, no, counties. Well, it depends on the doctor, but yeah, yeah they're, they're a bit. Uh, they're one of the hardest ones that we have to deal with in terms of getting prescriptions taken care of. So many county patients, we end up having to loan medications on because we just don't hear back in time. Yeah, sure, sure. And we would rather not force people to go without their meds. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that's where I was coming from. I was trying to like, I'm trying to talk to these people, but I'm talking to people in like clerical departments. I'm like, please just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I seriously don't care what doctor I see. I need to be in the presence of a doctor. So that I can get this medication. Exactly. And any, not die. Apparently any doctor that I go see is going to go like, Oh shit. You don't have that right now. Yeah. Okay. Here, here. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's even been times we've just told people that if they have the means to pay for it, just go to like an urgent care or something. Because oh, totally. something like that, if there's if they're not controlled medications, just antidepressants, yeah. most urgent care doctors will be like, okay, fine. Here's a, here's a month while you get things worked out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm past that. So now I'm a guy who has had a seizure, and, <laughs> and it's a little weird. Did you, yeah, no were you aware of any of it? The seizure? No. Yeah. No. So the, yeah, I don't know if it's even possible to really be aware of Well, of even that it, I went from asleep to having a seizure to waking up. So she found you and she called 911? Exactly. So it was around 5.30 or 6 in the morning. She was in the bathroom that shares a wall with the part of the bed where I sleep. She heard a bunch of bumping around, came in, and I was apparently, like, gasping for breath or something. Called 911. Paramedics came, and I'm sitting up in bed now. This is all what I've been told. Now I'm sitting up in bed, and the paramedics are like, okay, what's your name? And I'm going, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Okay, what year is it? I, I don't know. Who's the president? I, I don't know. Who's she pointing at my wife? Like, I, uh, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, what is this? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. So then they took me away. And then I had the weird experience of sitting in a hospital bed. My wife comes in the room and goes, do you know who I am? I'm like, yeah. Fucking what? fuck you. I know who you are. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. That must've been terrifying for her. Oh yeah. It's more terrifying for her than for me for sure. Because she lived right. through the bad part. I didn't. Right. Man, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't recommend um, having a seizure to anybody. Because they, <laughs> they took away my driver's license for uh, about a week. So I bought okay, my, I waiting I, to find out, yeah. I bought myself a fancy electric scooter. <laughs> we were talking about that. Yeah. This episode. Uh, yeah, exactly. I bought it, and then 
because I was already thinking about it, and then they took away my driver's license, so I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to buy the scooter. And then a day later, after my scooter arrived, I got my license back. Perfect. Yeah. Are you going to keep the scooter? Hell yeah. Of course. That's his new mode of transport. It's way Uh, more fun now that I'm not required to use it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, that's frightening, but I'm glad you're okay. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, no, I was very happy to hear one that was just uh, just a one-off. Because <laughs> that's a that's a whole thing if you get oh, diagnosed yeah. with that and have have to start trying a bunch of different meds to see what works. Oh yeah, and that's also that's like that's a large reason of why I love my doctor because when he called me to tell me everything was fine, the call basically went like, "Phone rings, hello, hey Chris, this is." Um, Dr. Blankety Blank. Like, oh, hey. He goes, I have the results of your EEG here. It says that you are not epileptic. So just from now on, make sure that you take your medication every single day. And if there's any problem with taking your medication every single day, give me a call and I'll figure out a way for us to fix that. And um, I also reinstated your driving license. So is there anything else you wanted to talk to me about? <laughs> You're like no, yeah, exactly. Like that's a direct quote from how this conversation went. I went, uh, no, you just covered every single thing that I would have asked you. Unless like, you want to get me a cup of coffee, right. I'm into that too. Right? He's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's why I love like, that. My wife got to sit in the room with him, where I really like him because he's straight to the point, but also he has a bedside manner. Right, right. That's the yeah, perfect doctor for me. That's yeah. the perfect doctor for me. Like, don't be a dick. But also, I don't want to hear a lot of fluffy talk. Just tell me. Right, tell me yeah. what's up. Yeah. I have a friend who has grand mal seizures uh, fairly often. He is epileptic, and he does not get a driver's license anymore. Um, but one of the times, he's actually my friend's younger brother. But I mean, he's still technically my friend, but like, I'm more friends with his older brother. Right? That's how he's I feel about age. our friend Zach's brother, Kyle. Yeah, he's still your friend, but really... He, he's but he's your, mostly your friend's my brother. friend's brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, by the way, I'm pretty sure he does not recognize me at all, Kyle. I, I, well, I, I don't know if he's ever hardly time. seen you. He's he met him. At, yeah, yeah I met him several times. He was at the work day. Uh, at, oh. at for hair, and I so every time I walk up, and it's always the same response from him. I'm like, "What's up, Kyle?" And he goes, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And I, <laughs> I swear to God, he says that to every single one of his people. At well, the store. also he's at he's at work, and so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he's so, not he's not exactly thrilled to be there. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> and he may not even be seeing me. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. By the way, now there's your dad. We'll get into that in a second. Sec. <laughs> so, uh, but but my friend who has these seizures, uh, when they call, it's happened twice. They've called the paramedics to come and get him, and he fucking fights them. He oh. like punched one of them, and he like tried to tackle one of them. Oh my god! Like full on fights these paramedics because he's just like that out of it, and he doesn't remember any of it. And they're like, "Yeah, dude, like we have to restrain you." And like, and he's like, "What are you talking about? Restrain? Like, why?" And he, they're like, "No, no. Like, I had to fucking tackle you and put my knee on your chest so that you would fucking chill out, you know." But so this like, is so the yeah. opposite. Where I'm sitting in my bed, going like, uh, "I don't know." He's going like, "Who are you?" Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I'll, I'll fight you! Punch you in the face!" Jeez. 
is Zach, I saw your dad today on the way out of the store. And Zach's oh, dad, shit. every time I say, how are you? <laughs> the response is never, I'm good. <laughs> it's always something along the lines of, I hate my job and I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh, especially probably the last month or two. Yeah. Well, to I me, mean, the last year. But <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. But I think today was most specifically because it's a Sunday and he usually has Sundays and Mondays off. Oh, mm, not really too much of that. But they, they've, ha- they've been stressed with stuff coming with like holiday and inventory oh. and all that stuff. <laughs> well, I saw him and I was trying to we, I was there with my whole family like, hey, it's David. We love you. And he's like, <laughs> I fucking hate my job. Get out of here. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not the way to talk. <laughs> Uh, nice to see you too, buddy. It's <laughs> gonna buy my whiskey yeah. and be out of here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> no, he is my entree to whiskey, like there, because it's just so much simpler when he's working to go get whiskey out of the locked case. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's so much I simpler. <laughs> I just, I whenever I see him, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna get something out of the front. Can can you just give it to me? And then, what? He, and then he does. What are the classifications for them to need to lock up a whiskey? Like, what um, are they doing? He has explained and, to me that the college kids have started stealing um, lower and lower levels of whiskey. Okay. So basically anything over $20 just about has to go get locked up. That's fair. Yeah, I, I was just going to say it's it's going to be a mixture of some of the expensive stuff, but some of it's just what ha- what's getting stolen recently. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, there's times when I've been in there where I see some of the stuff locked up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's just Jack Daniels. What's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Like, things, if if you're called Jack Daniels, if you're called Jameson, you're going to get locked up, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We, at Safeway earlier, got almost trampled by some kids who had just stolen some fucking VSOP brandy and some, a mixer. Uh, (laughs) I did, oh, I went to call it... When I went to college, I remember there was this one time where <laughs> there were these these dumb ass guys I knew. One of them was named Terry, and the other one was named something. I don't know. And they were both dumb as rocks. And they decided to steal a bottle of alcohol from the Save Mart. And on the way out the door, they got caught. And so then eventually they like hopped a fence and then went under a bridge, and they were hiding in a brook. While the cops were out searching for them, they claimed, which didn't sound right, because they stole one handle. You can just give that shit back and be done with it. Well, no, I mean, more than that. Like, I don't think that the store was really that into getting the handle back. I don't know. Where was this at? This was in Sonora. I mean, maybe. I know around here, I don't think there's any store that would actually bother trying to call the police for a handle. Just write it off and go, it got stolen. We suck. We'll now, start locking this up Now, maybe if this was like a serial theft, maybe if this was like the fourth or fifth time that they've gotten a handle and it was trying to teach, you know, to make a point. And they knew, they knew who it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. These, these guys were dumb as hell and they were always making up stories. Oh, sure. Then it was probably false. Yeah. They probably didn't even steal it. Terry one time pissed on this one girl's bed um, just because just like it was a thing to do I think he thought he was flirting 
she was marking it as his. So whenever she went to bed, she smelled it and thought of him. Yeah, something like that. So he did that. And then she came and told me about it. And she was like, I don't know what to do. I Like, I can't go to bed. Terry pissed on my mattress. So I was like, well, here's what we're going to do. Let's go get your mattress and we'll go to Terry's door. And we'll say, hey, Terry, here's your new mattress. Give us your old mattress. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and and just and he there was a small amount of like, oh, what are you talking about? And then it just was like, no, dude, you you peed on this mattress. Now it's and yours. It yours, yeah. And now it is. <laughs> now give us your mattress that does not have pee on it. Thank you. Good night, uh, Terry. <laughs> Man, that. <laughs> <laughs>